Good evening, world, and welcome to Haunting Season. Today, in keeping with the theme of the month, I've got an alien story for you, but it also has ghosts in it. And that's because, one, I couldn't help myself, but two, I had this like inspiration in the middle of the night at three o'clock in the morning, woke up and started emailing myself these ideas. And I sat down and I wrote the whole story in a couple of hours. I'm so excited about it. This theory about life and the afterlife and how ghosts and aliens may be connected. And so I really hope you enjoy this story. If you've heard other people have theories about this sort of thing, I'm dying to know because I've never heard of, of what I came up with, which is really exciting to me, but I'm also excited if it connects with somebody else. Anyway, without further ado, without further mumbling, I bring you Close Encounters of the Fourth Dimension. Enjoy. If you find this, then I'm long gone. But I need to tell you where I am. I need a record so that when I come back, you'll know it's me. I'll start at the beginning. I moved into this house uh, about a, a year and a half ago. I'd lived in the city for so long because I thought I needed to be there for work, but after three years of the pandemic, it finally dawned on me. Not only is it safer in the country, but as long as I have internet, I can work from anywhere. So I bought a house in New Hampshire. It's, it's close enough to the town that I can easily get food and all of that, but far enough away that I can be alone and focus on my work. I write scientific theory and philosophy. I spend too much time writing for others and I want time and space to carve out my own theories, cut out a slice of pie for myself, put myself on the map, but the city was too distracting and, and so I escaped. This house was originally built in the 1800s and came with a lot of character. The floors squeak, the doors stick, there's a laundry list of things that still need to be done, but now that I've made contact, I'm, I'm not sure there's a need. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'd always had a strong spirituality, a sensitivity to spirits or ghosts or, or whatever word makes you feel comfortable about it, but, but ever since I was a child, I felt when they were near me, that strong heavy feeling you can barely describe. It's, it's not quite touch or hearing, but almost like a, a different sense altogether. The closest I've come up with is it feels like a shift in energy, like if a ghost or, or entity, well, we'll go with ghost, I've always liked that one, but, but, but like a ghost comes with a, a sphere of energy around it, and that energy has opposite rules of physics. And the feeling, the best way I can describe it, is that maybe that bubble presses up against you or, or gets so close that it creates some sort of static electricity. And sometimes, sometimes that static is strong enough to mess with electronics. Sometimes that pocket of energy makes a, a chair move or a glass slide a few inches on the table. Makes sense, right? You follow me so far? So I, I start feeling that regularly around the house. Sometimes at night, sometimes in the day, but my hair will stand on end and I'll get that feeling that the bubble is near and I live alone. So I start talking to it, assuming it's a ghost. I tell it who I am, let it know that I'm not afraid, and I let it know that I'm okay sharing the space. You're obviously here to figure shit out. That's exactly why I moved here. I, I consider us roommates. Just don't break anything valuable with your little bubble. 
So I get comfy with this thing. We're pals. I name him Enoch. I talk to him constantly, blame him for everything, and until, until I can't anymore. So one night I'm laying in my bed and I'm dead asleep, no pun intended, and I'm woken up by the moon. Or I assume it was the moon, but I'm, I'm woken up by light coming through my window. It keeps getting brighter, and, and like I mentioned, I'm out in the boons. The best I could think of was a car was pulling up, but the, the light seemed to be coming from above. Like a, maybe a helicopter, but, but who would be flying out here in the middle of nowhere over a residential house in the middle of winter? At three in the morning, nonetheless, and with no sound? It makes no sense, right? But, but it gets weirder. All the lights start flickering. The clock radio, yes, I still have a clock radio. It turns on, and it starts shifting channels, and the numbers on the clock start shifting forwards. I can hear the loose wooden window frames vibrating, and then there's a flash, and the light penetrates my ceiling, burning a perfect circle in my rug. And what's standing in front of me? This figure. This skinny little figure. Its legs have no feet. They just kind of end in points that I can't tell if they're actually touching the ground or if it's floating there. And, and the hands have four fingers. And it's completely naked, but with no sexual organs. Just smooth like vinyl. And its face is like a balloon with big black separated eyes. Its head far larger than it should be in the back. Then doesn't look heavy despite its size. And I'm sitting up in bed looking at this thing. And this alien at the end of my bed, except I, I don't think it's an alien. I mean, it looks like an alien, but everything in the room feels completely different, almost like I'm inside a pocket of energy. And so I think, I mean, I mean, this all happens in a flash, like just a few short seconds, but I think I make a realization, but I can't speak it. I'm frozen, sitting up in bed, and this energy is building, and it sounds... I don't know how to explain it, but it sounds like a bomb going off in a movie and the, and the ringing that starts afterwards. It's like a deafeningly loud silence. But I have this thought, this realization that I can't get out. And I look at this thing and we make eye contact and it speaks to me, not out loud, but in my head. It's, it speaks to me one word, the one word I was thinking. We think it at the same exact time. Enoch. And swoop, the light sucks up through the ceiling and almost like a light switch, it's daytime. Like straight up, middle of the day, and I'm in bed sitting in the same position I was in a second ago when the thing was in my room. But the clock reads 9 a.m. And the sun is up. My body's not sore. I haven't been sitting here for six hours, but six hours has somehow gone by in the span of three minutes. Maybe a really intense dream, right? But I didn't feel groggy. I felt like I had been up for hours, and, and I think I had. So the next few days, I'm waiting around for the pocket. I'm waiting around for Enoch, my ghost friend, to come sauntering in so I can release some theory on him, but, but nothing. The house, for the first time since moving in, just feels like a house. It's simply cold, creaky, but it, it's just me and the house, empty. We as humans really like to try to explain things. We really do like to have an answer for everything. And when we don't, it kind of drives us nuts. So I can't stop thinking about this. It's really 
bugging me, and I start to try to come up with some theory, some examples of what I think may have happened. And I'm reading books about space and travel and UFOs, and I'm watching documentaries, and I'm starting to look for commonalities in the stories. I mean, I'm a writer, I'm a scientist, right? I love to research a topic at length so that I know what I'm talking about. And the things that start to pop for me, the things that launch off the page, are the following. The light, that's a big one. Lots and lots of abduction stories or, or close encounters of the third kind, which is when you actually make contact, they all involve some sort of intense light. What's interesting about light? It travels very quickly, faster than we can perceive. And the other thing is lost time. That's another major commonality. People gone missing for long periods of time and they just suddenly reappear exactly as they were, but days, sometimes weeks or years later, and they think they've never left or they think they've been gone for a much shorter period than what we here on Earth have experienced. And so, about a month goes by and this is all I can think about. It occupies my brain constantly, this puzzle that has been presented before me, and I know it's real because I still have a circle, a perfect circle burnt in the floor before my bed. And then it happens again. A second encounter, exactly like the last. The light comes, it penetrates my ceiling, it burns a new circle overlapping the last, and there stands this pointy-footed pal of mine. Well, I've been planning on this, you see. I've been thinking about it endlessly, so I focus my thoughts, knowing I have but a mere few moments to communicate. And I hear it again. Enoch. And I think, are you Enoch? Enoch. Where are you from? Right here. I don't understand. We are right here. Enoch is right here. And then, swoop, again, back up through the ceiling. Nothing left but a little burnt carpet smoke. We are right here. Enoch is right here. What could this mean? And I'm reading and I'm writing and the inspiration is just flowing through me for the next few weeks, fueled by this bizarre and unexplainable series of events, but I have to explain it. I have to. It's my right as a human to determine the exact cause and effect of what's been happening here. And eventually... It comes to me as I'm reading about quantum theories and multiple parallel universes that split every time a decision is made, and I realize it's time for me to make a life-altering decision. Possibly a universe-altering decision. Enoch appears. Yes, Enoch, my ghostly friend. He returns to the same spot, burning a new circle in the floor, and appears staring at my bed, but... This time it's empty, you see, empty, because this time I'm ready. I'm fully clothed, standing behind him, and I step into the circle of light, stepping right into the sacred circle, and there's a moment of chaos. Enoch turns and looks at me, and then swoop, we are traveling at the speed of light through what looks to be dark, murky water, my body feeling like it's being pulled in every direction, stretching and expanding and swelling and then snap like a dark flash, like the opposite of a photo flashbulb. I realize I'm in some sort of laboratory and around me are tens of Enochs staring at me dumbfounded. The Enoch I know backs away from me. I can tell from his body language that he is uncomfortable and the whole room is still. 
and I realize I'm not breathing. I try, but I, I, I can't. The, the, the air is thick like sludge and won't enter my lungs. And Enoch, standing at a control panel, looks to the others, possibly wondering what to do next. As I stand there, holding what air I have left in me, I'm looking around and I see behind clear glowing walls are machines that look like they're creating these Enochs, but they don't look mechanical, they look organic. And there are glowing spheres, bright, hot, white points of light that are are being released into the swollen heads of these bodies they are creating. And then I start to get dizzy, and my vision starts to get murky, and I'm having trouble standing on my own feet. And I, I look back to the Enoch at the control panel as he presses a button and snap. I'm back in my bedroom with a new ring burnt in my floor. I was there about three minutes, but when I got back to my home, a month had gone by. And that was the last I've seen of the Enochs. They don't visit here anymore. I've caused a breach in their system and they're now likely choosing a different place to experiment, but I, I can't stop thinking about them. I can't stop thinking about what they said, what my little friend said. We are here. Enoch is right here. And so here's where I land with all of this. Here's what I have deduced is happening. When I first moved in here, there was a ghost. Ghosts, we assume, are people's spirits or souls that are stuck on Earth between life and death until they finish their business and find the light, right? So Enoch was my house's ghost, likely someone who lived here. We cohabitated for a while, and then he resolved his issues and found the light, helping him pass into a fourth dimension, where he became part of a new society, a highly advanced society of what we call aliens, but they aren't. Based on what I've seen and processed, I believe that aliens are in fact ghosts. I believe that the reason we can't see them is because they move at the speed of light and that there is an entire dimension of ghosts, everyone who's ever lived, existing on a time platform that is moving at the speed of light. I think ghosts are stuck somewhere in between our time and the speed of light, and until they learn to operate at the speed of light, they are stuck. So Enoch trips the light fantastic and is let into the Society of Ghosts, where through years of experimentation on a timeline vastly faster and superior to our own, they have learned to create basic organic bodies to inject their spirits into. And finally, I think they are on the brink of breaking the time and space barrier we have with them by learning to manipulate light with their advanced technology, focusing it on a single point on Earth to slow down their existence to match the speed of our own in order to make contact. So in fact, Enoch is right here at the very same moment that I am right here but he's moving at the speed so fast that I, I cannot communicate without their technology. I've already written this all down. The manuscript has been mailed to a publisher, and a copy of it has been uploaded and stored in my cloud storage. But now it's time for the experiment. It's time to not just make contact, but to board the proverbial mothership. It's time to beam me up, Scotty. The only way that I have found as possible. 
Stepping into the light brought me there, but I couldn't breathe. I couldn't breathe because my body was not built to be on that plane of existence, to travel at that speed. No, the only way to actually get there is, of course, to take my own life. And that's exactly what I'll have done by the time anyone reaches my house. Do not be disturbed by my empty body. Instead, look at it laying there in my bedroom, across the burnt circles in the floor, and know that I am with the Enochs, working diligently to return here with far more advanced technology and the key to eternal life. Good night. Hunting Season was created by me, Joshua Sterling Gregg. Produced by Greg Holdsman and Jessica Richmond. And executive produced by Matt Gielen, Patrick James Lynch, and Ryan Gielen. And is a joint production of Believe Limited and Matt Gielen. This episode was written and hosted by Joshua Sterling Gregg. It was edited by Colby Crow. And select music in this episode was made exclusively for the podcast by North Innsbruck. If you like our show, please subscribe on your favorite platform. We have a video version of the show on YouTube and Facebook and on audio versions on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Is that good? Oh boy.